In this episode, we're going to take another look at SwiftUI, and this time we're going to look at transforms and animations. So I have this uh, simple view here that represents a card, and I'm going for sort of a wallet-like interface where you have, uh, similar to Passbook, you've got your cards or, or your, um, your passes or whatever, and they're sort of stacked. And so I've got the notion of one of these cards right now. And what I want to do is extract this into another view. And I'm just going to put it straight in here. So we're going to call this card view. Um, and I want to do these. Um, I'll make another body here and paste this right in here. The reason why I want to do that is I want to call this multiple times. So say I have a card view here and let's use a V stack and uh, we'll create three cards like this. And so we should see these three cards uh, sort of stacked on top of each other, um, one on top of the other. And that looks pretty good. So next thing I want to do is make the title and the color come in from the initializer. So we're going to take the title, which will be a string, and then the color of the card, which will be a color. And if we've done that, then I can just substitute these in here. We'll use the title and the color there. And now I just need to specify title is uh, Apple card and color is black. Uh, maybe this one uh, title is a target uh, card and the color is red. And then maybe this one is a Walmart card and the color is blue. We'll click resume so we can see each one of these. And now we have each one of our um, cards here. Uh, let's go ahead and add a shadow to that. And so on our Z stack in the card view, we can just call shadow like this and uh, pass in a radius. So if we pass in something like six, uh, we can see what that looks like. We should be able to uh, get that there's a little bit of depth here and that looks pretty good. Okay, so what I actually want is for these to be sort of collapsed on top of each other like they're in a wallet. And so instead of using an H stack or a V stack, I'm gonna use a Z stack. So now they're gonna be one on top of another. And so what I need to do is sort of shift the cards up and then make them slightly smaller since they're going back into the distance. Um, so for the, the one closest to the front card, we're going to use an offset and we can use an offset of maybe minus 10, which will sort of poke it up a little bit. And then we will use an offset of maybe minus 20 here. Okay, so now we can see each one of the cards, um, but I do want them to be slightly smaller for the ones in the, that are in the back. And so here I'm going to use a scale effect uh, with maybe 0.95 for this one and 0.90 for this one. So 95% of the original and 90% of the original. And uh, so now you can see they're kind of going off into the distance. Uh, but these numbers are probably not quite as good. So maybe we will use 20 here and 40 here. So now we've used the same view uh, three different times, but we've just used the scale effect and the offset to just nudge them and make them a little bit smaller so we can compose our scene. Uh, and this is a big thing for reusing your views, your components here. So the next thing I want to do is uh, talk about animations. And what I want to do is when you tap on this card, that uh, these sort of expand outward. So we're first going to need to know when we're rendering, are we expanded or not? And for that, 
uh, we're going to need a Boolean parameter, which will start off as false. And because we're going to be modifying this and triggering this as state for our view, we need to use the special Swift UI property wrapper called state. Now, this is a special property wrapper and it will allow us to mutate this value. And then uh, Swift UI is going to control the reference back to our view. So anytime this view is, or this state uh, property is mutated, it's going to trigger a re-render of our view. So um, on any of our views, we can add something called a tap action. And then in here is, is where we want to happen when we tap on that view. So what I'm going to do is say self.expanded.toggle, which is going to toggle it from true to false or false to true and back and forth. Okay, so now we have a button that we can tap on that will toggle this uh, parameter. And uh, we haven't used expanded anywhere inside this body. And so it doesn't know that we need to re-render the view when it's expanded. So we need to give some of these values variations. So the first thing I wanna do is move these two cards up a little bit higher if we're expanded. So here I will inspect the expanded state variable. And um, if it's true, then we're going to maybe go up 200 points. And if it's false, 40. And then we'll do the same thing here, expanded question mark, maybe 100 points up, otherwise 20. And, um, and then maybe in the scale effect, maybe they only uh, scale if they're not already expanded. Um, so we could do expanded question mark one, otherwise 0.9. And then same thing for here, question mark one, otherwise 0.95. Okay. And when we're uh, working with these um, interactions where we have to tap on the view, uh, we are going to have to um, go down here and make sure that you've got this preview button uh, enabled so you can actually click on it. And um, if you don't have that, clicking on it will just select that view and highlight it over here in the code. Okay, let me toggle this. Okay, we tap on it and now they get a little bit higher. Now I do want a little bit further separation. So here maybe 300 points, here maybe 200 points, and I could actually take the entire Z stack and offset that and move it down by maybe 50 points to, to give the notion that the bottom card and all of them are expanding downward as well. Not 500 actually, just 50. Uh, and of course I want to only do that if we're expanded. So expanded 50, otherwise zero. Okay, we'll wait for it to catch up. And this looks getting closer. Let's bring this down by 150. And this is one of the great things about SwiftUI is I'm able to sort of iterate on these values because I don't really know what I need. Uh, this is pretty good. If we wanted them to be completely separate, uh, then, then we could do that. But what I want to do now is uh, talk about animating the, this, um, this change. So basically, we've got a view that's completely dependent and derived from its state. If we're expanded, we're going to render in one uh, set of values. And if we're collapsed, we're going to render with a different set of values. And so um, if we tag on dot animated or animation and then choose an animation type here, I'm going to choose spring and just use the default values. Um, let me put these on their own line to make it a little bit more clear. So uh, now when I tap on this view, I wait for it to catch up. Sometimes it requires you to toggle the preview mode. 
Okay, so now we can tap on this, and now you can see that we actually get a nice springy animation. Uh, and in fact, maybe feels a little bit too springy. Um, so what I want to do, because I don't want to be able to see the cards peeking out the bottom when I collapse it like that. So um, maybe we choose some different spring uh, parameters here. If we take a look at the spring animation, it lets us pick uh, mass, stiffness, damping, and initial velocity. So if we take a look at the spring enum case here, or static function here, uh, it's got a mass default of 1.0, stiffness 100, damping 10, initial velocity zero. So that's uh, 1.0, uh, 100, 10, and zero. So we can decide uh, what we want here. If we want them to be heavier objects, then maybe we you know, increase the mass uh, by a little bit. And now it takes them a lot longer to come to motion, but they also spring and oscillate a lot more because they're heavier. So this is, you know, we made it as much as a car. But if we change this to do something like maybe 0.2, then they have a lot less mass, and then maybe they, you know, will react differently to the spring animation. So again, we just sort of have to wait for the preview to catch up. Um, if this is happening for you, you can just run the application in the simulator. And uh, this is usually, uh, you know, something you might have to do to sort of kick it into gear again. Um, because we're dealing with beta software, uh, many things don't work as they should. Okay, um, actually the preview is working again. So um, as I tap on this, notice that uh, there is a spring animation happening, but because these cards now have less mass, um, they don't really oscillate anymore. And so another thing we might uh, consider is we want to leave mass as 1 and just turn the damping up to 20. That means the damping of the spring, the spring will like lose its tension uh, more quickly. So the, the spring will, uh, you know, it'll behave differently. So in this case, um, we can try it and see what happens, but again, we have to wait for this uh, preview to update. Okay, so this time running it in the simulator, if I tap on this, you can see that the cards are expanding and um, you know it feels pretty good with the damping value like that. So this is actually really nice um, nice code here. If I tap on these really quickly, you can see that they the animation always is fluid. It, it doesn't really have... Uh, an explicit start and end state because you can trigger the animation in in the middle of another animation and everything is just interruptible and fluid. And uh, I think this is a really nice sort of fundamental property of animating stuff with SwiftUI. Um, so that's it for uh, animating and using uh, transforms. Uh, next time we're going to take a look at how to deal with gestures in SwiftUI.